Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now. Oh, 
101.5 UMFM, this is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Ellison, kicking things off for us tonight. It's Montreal's DJ Killa Jewel with Velvet Dreams featuring Nate Husser off of her new EP, Reckless. And we started that with that one not only because uh, it's on the hip-hop tip, and we're going to be uh, going into the, the hip-hop uh, in a bit here, uh, but also because uh, Husser mentions Zoom in the lyrics and... Uh, that cues up the fact that I did my first Zoom interview last night with Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad, uh, both of whom just phenomenal artists in their own right, but uh, have collaborated under the name The Midnight Hour and are working on a new project called Jazz Is Dead. We've played some stuff from it in the past here on the show, and I got them on for about a half hour to talk about it, and that's coming up very soon, but we're going to play some cuts first. Uh, Yon. New uh, track here out of Winnipeg called Sourdough Muffin off of Bush Baby. Then Tom Mish collaborating with Yusuf Days and Freddie Gibbs on a track called Night Rider coming out on Blue Note. Uh, Cassowary off his self-titled record with a track called She Funked Me that's coming out on Fat Possum. And then uh, out of the East Coast, we got Tachichi and Moves with uh, The Exchange, which features C, Ghetto Socks, Aquaculture, and Sean One off the album Pressure Posse. That comes from Han Solo Records. Uh, so that is... Everything we're going to listen to before we get to my interview with Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Stick around here on 101.5 UMFM. Mr. Days with the break of the drums It's icy 
out of the land This is where we go Top down with the cruise control Lights out with the radio on It's crazy
moves, music gives you multiple fractures and contusions Psychiatric evaluation, diagnosis inconclusive It's left you traumatized, shocked and influenced Psychosis followed by a coma, hospitalized in a unit Most controversial hip-hop group, you're left fatally wounded Mutate your DNA and drain you with them fluids A sound waves penetrate your immune system Imprisons the spirit and administers hypnotism To the French Montana whack a flack of flame Listening inside of you, executioner, you brainless simpletons Under the spell of Satan, wasting your existences Chasing fame aimlessly, slave to the riches I can honestly say you're now a slave to my rhythm Cause when you press play, the information gave you an aneurysm Started hemorrhaging once, base in the stem Can't resurrect them mentally, dead, they fade as imminent I spit gravitational waves when I bring back the boom back Your mind feel like it done time travel, the blazing saddle I touch the gravel before I go bust a babble, G Why you acting so cavalier, boy, bring the cavalry Got your pulses vibrating, that's the science of sound Sip, set, never violating, man, we holding it down Tweak your frequency, then I disrupt your wavelength Now I'm just messing with amplitude, I get amped, my dude Hating, we'll get to stepping like a dancer do I'm dancing in the dark, we lit something like candles do Power moving through matter, breaking physical laws Just to hear the applause, slingshot mystical balls Audience staying all they don't betray like A&Rs do A handful of infinity stones, watch them marvel Dispenses work over the universe, though Man, we run this game, y'all just suffer from turf toe set I'm a thoroughbred and in the purple bands You a donkey in the burrow shed Getting what a squirrel's fed Yo, <laughs> hey yo Moose Yo Moose, switch the beat up, man Yo, this is just too wild for me These guys are buffers and killed it Yo, switch the beat up, come on Yeah, the whiz walks in, fly chicks talking. The same time I'm watching they ass like they Chris walking. Move like swap, pop, kill the squawking. Discussing big things, all I'm hearing is some kids talking. Go ahead, kiddos, be about your business. My calisthenics turn your chatter to a pile of dentures. Counters bowing at the palace entrance. It's been a long time, calculations will account for interest. Rivendell rocking Elrond's shirt. Megatron echelon, Megalodon smirk. The squad roll with cases like a cello concert. That's why y'all don't want it like a yellow star. First, listen, it's sip set. If you only catching on to it, the first and last crew to catch a London Fog sponsorship, we the best. Whoever's up in Parliament, we probably getting bent with Rihanna at your mama's crib. Huh. You know how it is. Uh. Yo, it's Chico time, baby. I don't even know what you calling this. What the fuck? Uh. Shouts to Professor Griff and see what the fuck he may be. Uh. We're getting it. Let's name some cats. Let's go. Let's go adopt some cats right now. Let's go. Run like a mothership We locomote and expose youth to some other issue Why you stay glued to your phone swiping to nothingness So don't be mad cause you missed the bus Whole crew smelling like must dude Elon about to give us a truck Press 
a button and upgrade it to mobile suit We a spit, make it for the flames of the rocket ship Stay in line though, we bring the heat like Tosa's Lift blocks when Guardian Leviosa Our vibes chill but we rhyme colder You a creep, be all over your girl's wall like band posters uh. So come and show us what you got Me and Chico moving truce to the trade in the parking lot Winning awards for the men of the year, we gentlemen Name a better crew, saluting you do like veterans Beach to cop it. It's all profit, extra sauce if possible. But flow so sick, my rhyme books in the hospital. It's all love, keep my feet on the floor and keep stepping over suckers in these retro fours. So go get yours, no doubt. I'll take advantage of the beauty that I see through the lenses of this camera. It's so vivid, you can feel the vibrations. There's no limit, take it higher than the Appalachians. It's elegant with a big appetite. Keep it relevant, cause there ain't no evidence. Cause we've come a long way, so you'll remember the name. You can't control the sip set like a video game. Got the videotape, so the evidence is gone. We intelligent and strong, so bring it on. on, on. All right, well, they have uh, previously collaborated under the name The Midnight Hour and uh, done a whole lot under their own names. Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad join me to talk about the new project jazz is dead 001 is that how we're uh, referring to it yes, yes. Dead 001, yes there had to be some sort of like specificity and like significance to that zero zero one and not just like volume one or one right absolutely i mean basically jazz is dead it's it's a company that's uh ran by myself ali sheed muhammad um our two other business partners, Angela Harrow and Adam Block. And it's a record label. Uh, and we also program very, really cool concerts. And what we've been doing is bringing out all these ill jazz cats to come play from, you know, the Roy Ayers, to the Gary Barts, to Marcos Valles, all these people. Um, and selling out crowds in, here in Los Angeles. And we've been recording secret albums with all of them. So Jazz is Dead 001 is a compilation from all the albums. It's, it's one song from each of the full albums that we've recorded um, that will be coming out later in the year and in next year. So, you know, on there you have Brian Jackson, you have Marcos Valle, you have Joe Aldonado, you have Roy Ayers, you have... Uh, who am I missing, Ali? Duck, Duck Horn. Duck Horn. Um, Azimuth. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you say Joao? I did say Joao. Um, uh, yeah, so so essentially Ali and I are producing all these albums with these cats. And um, and I'm not sure if I said Gary Bartz, though. I think you did. Uh, I did I say Gary Bartz. So yeah, so we, we produce full albums with each of them. 001 is the first release from our label, Jazz is Dead. And it's us recording with these icons and producing them with our hip hop ears, you know? So we're working with them. We're composing new, you know, compose new music, recording it all analog, just like they used to with all organic instruments and uh, trying to continue their conversations for people like ourselves. So that's what so, Yeah. So the 001 is definitely, it's just the, 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 very first release of the label, you know, so it's very significant 
um, I guess, title, but significant to the fact that this is really the beginning of, of uh, uh, a new, you know, what we hope to be a very historic and iconic jazz label. So it's like the spine number, that triple yeah. digit spine number. So, yeah. Adrian, you mentioned, you know, this came out of the, sort of the, the stuff that uh, Art Don't Sleep and Andrew Legero and kind of had this idea for Jazz is Dead. When he kind of broached this with you, was there like a whole slew of records in mind or was it those events? Because, I mean, obviously that's like a, a thing that he's been doing for a while that had a lot of success with. Or was there kind of like this this yeah. grand vision? Well, you know, Jazz is Dead came from Andrew LeHero. You know, he, you know, we had to do a concert for Keon Harold, and Andrew is the one who really curates and programs these concerts. That's his expertise. And he called he called us up one day and he was like, man because he was doing something for Keon's debut album on Sony Legacy. And he called us up, he was like, man, I gotta figure out what to do to promote this so it's cracking. He was just like, he was like, you know, damn man, jazz is dead. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. That sounds like something. And this is literally uh, like two years ago. He's like, what if he called this concert Jazz is Dead? And we we're like, yeah, let's do it. So then the concert started. And then when the concert started, we're like, yo, man, if we bring it out these cats, we got to figure out how we can record with them, you know? So it's like a dream come true, man, like straight up for, for people like us that started our careers sampling and listening to all these records to be able to actually work with them and create new music. It's, it's insane. It's insanely mind blowing and gratifying. So did you start kind of putting together like a wish list of, of artists that you had either like sampled or just admired that, you you did want to craft stuff with or like how did how did this roster of talent get assembled um it got assembled starting first with um just the performances um and the people that we thought would be or what andrew thought would be great to bring to los angeles and um and then it became more of a conversation of not just focus solely on the performances but, you know, like what would be cool to have people, you know, perform and then us happen to be in the studio with them. Um, so it was not more solely based off of the recording aspect of it, more than it was of the events, the performance aspect and the recording. And, um, you know, we obviously we we begin with people who we're fans of, you know, the records that, like you said, that we've sampled and, in our career, music that we've listened to um, repeatedly. It's been kind of like the fabric of our lives. And, and you know, sad to, it's, it's have to state this, it's sad to state though, that within that wish list, there were a lot of people who are no longer around, you know? And all we have are their records to to carry us forward, you know. Um, but then there are so many people who really are around and they're not touring, you know. And so approaching them about touring or coming to perform is kind of like, well, what do you guys want, you know? And so that's been a fun aspect of the conversation. And there are people who obviously are still touring, you know. So it, it works out. And um, f for the people who we've been um, blessed to, 
record with like a Gary Bartz, you know, Adrian and I have listened to his music. We studied his music. We're just huge fans of his music. So when it came to like, okay, let's, let's do something with Bartz. We knew that we wanted to compose something that was very similar to the music that we love, that we listened the most, you know? And so, um, and likewise with Doug Karn and, and everyone else, it was, it was, that was the mind frame that we wanted to go to those records that were meaningful to us and bring forward something similar, but a bit more modern. So yeah. writing for these guys, you know, kind of crafting the albums with them, I mean, different instruments, different backgrounds, different sounds. What was kind of like the through line for the two of you in, in terms of writing with or for them? So, you know, and anything that, that, that Ali and I create, like everything, you know, if we're creating a country song, if we're creating a film score, whatever, <laughs> it's always crafted with the optic of hip hop. The boom bap. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, with, with these cats, we think about some of our favorite music that was either sampled or just the stuff that we used to spend, you know, when we would, you know, DJ clubs and all that stuff, you know? So we're thinking of our favorite music from their catalogs and we're tuning into that frequency and then making something new from that, you know? So from Gary Bartz, my, my favorite album from him is the Shadow Do stuff. So, um, you know, we tapped into a lot of that, you know. Uh, every artist is different. So we had to kind of close our eyes and kind of go back in time to bring them to today. And and I don't say that from the perspective of they're not hip anymore. I say that more so like we're literally going back as if we're in the studio with them in 73 or 74. And we're saying, okay, I like what you're doing right now. Let's do this and let's bring it to 2020 and let's make the bass fatter, the drums nastier. Let's open up the compositions a bit here. Let's go this way and let's go that way. Because with the, the hindsight or the hindsight that hip hop provided us, this is the stuff that really worked for you. Let's, let's, let's take that to the next level. You know? So that's, that's basically what we try to do with these artists. So it's a bit like, you know, taking, say, the, the sample you might have originally taken from one of these artists and, and from their records and how, you know, you excise that and then make something new of it, that this, you're taking that sample and like blowing it up so that it's the whole song rather than the sample? Well, it's not necessarily taking the sample. It's just the idea that the, the foundation of hip hop has come from the break, you know, the break beat, the, the piece of the song that you would sample. And so with our, that's just the, the part of our fiber, you know, when we, we, as songwriters, as composers. And so the approach was to keep that in mind, that the, the importance of the break, the importance of the sample, um, but not necessarily going to a sample. It's just like we're writing with that mind set that like what makes certain jazz records incredible to the hip hop listener and there's certain there's certain you know the the, the drums are smacking the drums the the, the the fatness of the kick drum the, the the snare the crispiness of the snare um 
the base, as Adrian said, like has to be super fat. So it's just those certain elements that come into it. And then, you know, there's a could be a melodic break. It could be a break that's a bit more funk driven. There, there's so many other components, you know, that that factor in. And as composers, we just bring all of those elements in and we try to write a full and complete song that's of the break mindset, but there are other aspects of the song and, and as the way the song is arranged that are tied in together behind thinking the break in the sample. So with these artists, I mean, obviously their instrument is, is their voice very often. Do you talk to them at all about kind of like what that voice wants to say within a song or within kind of the overall work? Because I'm thinking particularly of like the Brian Jackson cut and there's like this warble to it uh, at one point that's like kind of not painful, but pained and really beautiful. And it made me think of like, like Terry Callier, like one of those kind of voices that, you know, had, had some haunting nature to it. Like, do, do you discuss that kind of stuff with those guys? Um, well, this is something that I always say to people, like um, my, my, favorite, my favorite era of music is 68 to 73. That's my personal goal in era, right? Um, one of the reasons why is that there was a time when these musicians would write music that today seems dark, very minor chord, very dark sounding. But at that time, it, it felt more romantic to them, right? So that's like what we love in hip hop. We love those dark, moody, melancholy riffs and all that stuff you know so when we're working with those artists now it's just a natural thing you know what i'm saying like um uh you know with marcos valet we wrote some stuff and we we mailed you know music to him he wrote stuff mailed music to us and then when we got in here we recorded everything you know because we're just sending ideas back and forth and he's on that vibe you know brian jackson um, we wrote some music, brought him in, he did some stuff, we're in the studio, we're writing stuff together, like it's crazy. That song that you're talking about, the Nancy Wilson, um, we were just in the studio and it just happened. That's just on the spot stuff. He picked up the flute, um, I was on piano, Ollie was on the bass, it just happened. You know, so a lot of the stuff is just the spirit of, of the moment, you know? Yeah. There's not, you know, we haven't, we, we haven't really had to, you know, write a song and say, hey, God, you know, this is what we were thinking of this song. I think if we did that, we would take the spirit away of, of them as artists, you know, and would be leading their voices and the things that we love about these artists so much. We want to capture that part versus us just saying you know this is what we think of the song like we want we wanted them to be as much a part of you know this 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 comp these compositions as as we dreamt them to be and i think the only way that that could be is just to really play the song and then let them feel it out and that's you that's pretty much what happened there are certain areas where we we kind of like said well 
this is maybe the, the core progression and this is what we're thinking. And, and there's a, how do you feel about that? Do you rock with that? You know, you want to go in a different direction, but in terms of like them, them being lead, we didn't lead their lead. Is that the kind of approach you've always had as a producer? Me? Absolutely. Um, I'm one of those very silent type of, of a producers. Um, there's some guys who, you know, they sit in and they, they absolutely want the artist to go here, do this, do this, do that. And I've found for me the best type of interactions I've had is where I ask questions about the artist, who they are, where they want to go, what are their ideas, what do they think, and then, you know, let their voice speak out. And, and many times... Um, they haven't been in those sort of environments when they've sat with other producers, you know? And, and so it has allowed for them to even go further, I think beyond, you know? And so that to me has been the best type of partnerships that I've had, you know? Um, but that's just me. I, I don't think that my way is the absolute way, but I've gotten the best out of an artist by just listening to them first. You know, I think if you take as a producer, you you spend the time to really listen to who they are, to what it is that they're into, what do they like, what is their vision with the, the, the particular project that they're looking to do with you. Um, you will then be able to have a great interaction without having to really dictate too much. So I go back to like the tribe days where like it, with a sample, let's say like obviously that that record already exists and that so that's that artist's voice. And then it's up to you to kind of like step back, listen and figure out kind of what you're going to do with it. Absolutely. You hear it after the song is composed and then it's just a feeling. And, you know, as for Q-Tip and Fife as writers, it's a matter of what they feel when they hear the songs. You know, there, there are times when, um, you know, Tip would, say, yo, this is a, a idea of a song thinking about talking about a girl, what do you think? You know, um, so there are moments when you then will chime in to say, okay, this is cool, this is a good idea, I don't know about that. But for the most part, the music is, has always, has been the spark of the emotion and the story that unfolds. Adrian, you've produced a lot of folks too. Uh, has, is it like a similar approach in terms of like kind of backing off and letting, letting the person's voice kind of come through? Or do you have like kind of like a different approach and it's kind of a yin-yang thing between you and Ali or what's? Well, it all depends on, on what I'm doing. So if I'm producing, if I'm producing a vocalist, um, I, I'm very hands-on. Because um, I'm trying to create a world, right? So it's not one of those things where I'm creating one beat and then there's 10 other producers creating their beats and then just submitting it to them. It's like, my thing is like, okay, we're going to make something that is like uh, Curtis Mayfield meets uh, Al Green. Okay, if we're doing that, then we should be going this way. And I got to think about things. So... Um, 
I don't just make things and just say, hey, here, call me later. Like, it's not like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more uh, kind of hands-on. Uh, and that's general, right? But when I'm with Ali and we're doing midnight hour stuff, it's like our brains are connected. So we don't like, we don't say anything to each other like that. There's just, we, you know, we understand each other so much that we don't. When it comes to working with these icons, um, like we're jumping into their world. So we're speaking the same language already. So it's kind of like, even though I'm working with Ali to produce them, it's, it's, we're all on the same tip anyway. Nothing needs to be said. Um, and most musicians, most musicians that you work with don't necessarily have that same pedigree. You know, um, Ali and I, because of our DJ background, because of our hip hop background, um, we know so much about their era of music. You know, I mean, we studied the hell out of their era of music and that's still what I listen to every single day. So we all come with the same kind of musical spirit. And when, and when these icons come into the studio and they see, you know, all this analog equipment and everything, it takes them back to being young. It's like them walking into another world. So not much is said, not for jazz and death stuff. I mean, we're paying homage to them. We don't really got to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is 001, and you guys recorded records with all these guys set, set to drop at some point. Who's 002? Like, what's the first full length from one of these guys? The, f the, the next album is going to be uh, Roy Ayer's full length, and that's going to come out... Either last week in May or the first week in June, in June. I, for, I forget what it is, but um, that's coming out very soon. And uh, then after him, it's going to be Marco's Valet. All these albums are done. So it's just us slating them and getting them ready, you know, like just to go. They're all finished. So, you know, and then after this year, we'll, we'll have Lonnie Liston Smith. We'll have Gene Karn. You know, we have Vibes from a Tribe. I mean, we have so much ill stuff coming up. It's, it's crazy, like the amount. Like that... To think that, you know, we have all these crazy records with these dudes, to think that there's new records with them recorded in the same manner, but with even fatter drums and fatter bass, but with them doing that thing, it's crazy, man. Like, it's crazy for us because, yeah, we're part of it, whatever, but we're fans. We're big fans, you know. We're excited that they get to have their name in that light. You know, we're really excited for them. Excited for people to hear the work. So. And you can slip these new tracks into a DJ set without having to EQ things differently, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I always get the artist to uh, pick a track off the record that uh, they want me to play for the show. Um, and if they have a reason why they're picking it. And since there's two of you, I'll, I'll let you each choose a cut off the record if you want. And if you have a reason why or an anecdote about the song, I'd love to hear that. Okay. Um, Damn, we got a lot of music on here. Um, uh, you want to go first, Ali? Um, sure. Um, uh, you you can run off uh, Apocalypto. Apoc I can never say that title. <laughs> I don't know how to say it either. 
apocalyptic. Portuguese. But the Asimov song. Um, just a, it's just a song that, wow, man, now that I think about it, um, now I kind of want to change my mind. There's so much good material on there. Um, but I'm, I'm going to commit. I, I was about to switch it up to, to Bart's song. But um, it's just that the song, I just love the energy of the song. And um, um, I'm taken back to the recording of the song, the actual session, and um, just seeing like the gears wind up on that simple groove and how it just continued to build and build and um, just kind of feeling like I was at a personal Ozzy's concert, you know? Um, and that's kind of a trippy thing when you, you know, you're in the room and people are playing, you're like, oh my God, this is a concert of just me and Adrian, you know? And you can't wait for the rest of the world to be a part of the concert. So I'll say that song. And um, I'm going to say, let's go with Distant Mode, Gary. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know, man, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Gary Bartz fan, and um, I spin his records a lot. So when you're creating stuff, and then you bring him in, you know, jazz cats, their voice is their instrument. So when Gary plays, it's like he's singing. So, you know, when, when, when you listen to this, when the audience listens to this, imagine how it felt to be us hearing a legend sing on our instruments with his alto sax. It's, it was, it's, it's kind of, it's a real moment in life. You know, you, you think like, damn, did I study all this music and put in all this work to get to this point so that I could be here at this moment? You know, that's what it is like, honestly, listening to every one of these tracks, but Gary, that, that one just really, uh, and it's not, like I said, it's not that, that I think that's better than the other ones. It's just, just, they all have their own moments. That moment was just very special. Yeah, I'm not trying to make you make like a Sophie's Choice here, but uh, yeah. just something to to give the audience to uh, give them a little taste of what the record's like. Um, very much looking forward to the rest of the Jazz is Dead uh, chronology of records. Um, thanks to both Thank of you guys you. for taking some time and, and love what you guys do and, and keep doing it. Appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much, Michael. Take cool. care, guys. All right, take care. Thanks for your support.